Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Right. Let's play our little intro. Hey guys, I'm Sai, and welcome to Ace Podcast Nation, the home of Keeping It Real, which is our wrestling series, and uh, I'm very excited to, to link back up with my friend Andrew Thompson to talk all sorts of wrestling, fit as much stuff as we can into about 40 minutes to an hour, see how we go today, but uh, fresh off uh, takeover last week we're recording this a uh, couple of hours before the wednesday night wars so uh, that'll be why we're not talking about those shows but um we've got plenty to talk about anyway but as, as usual guys you can uh, watch the video versions of this show and all our other shows youtube.com slash ace podcast nation please subscribe click the bell for notifications we do podcasts on all sorts of subjects from wrestling soccer mental health mma boxing and exclusive interviews with actors musicians bands doctors whatever you can think of we probably interviewed someone on that subject we like to have uh, expert analysts as well uh, audio versions all the usual podcasting platforms and of course i'd like to say a big thank you to uh, everyone who watches all the different shows on youtube as uh, we surpassed quarter of a million views last week for uh, the channel overall which was a, a big milestone for a, for a little independent channel uh, run by myself with the help of some friends but uh, a big thank you to everyone who's ever viewed or liked anything we do and of course speaking of friends I'm delighted to welcome back he is post wrestling's writer interviewer got his own YouTube channel which is incredible and uh, interviewing all sorts of wrestling uh, wrestling personalities it is the goat the legend that is mr andrew thompson how goes it my the, friend the goat the goat so it's good sir how you feeling my cardiff wills brother i am good mate i'm real like um so I'm weird su- like i'm surprised me. i'm surprised you ain't called me a yank yet through how many times we did nah. this podcast nah that's trashy Trash, oh, that, is, is that like a like a disrespectful term like for an american i i, I never like i thought it was like I a mean, joke type thing it's like uh so like i think 
sometimes Americans call English people like limeys or something. The fuck is that? It's that, yeah, I see, well, I see it in films like Home Alone and stuff. I think mm. they call them limeys and stuff. I don't think it's a particularly like... Um, offensive. Yeah, it's not offensive, but I don't think it's also like a like a nice... I don't know. It just is what it is. Just like a slang term, I guess. But um, your, your question was how I was doing. I'm doing pretty well, mate, because, um, like I mentioned there in the intro, we... Um, we went past quarter of a million views, like for the channel overall. Hey. The day. Mate, it's, in, it's so wild to me, like, because obviously, like, as you know, I started the channel initially just as a way to scratch an itch. I wanted to do podcasting, YouTube or something like that. But also, like, it was to help my mental health because of my physical health was making things difficult. And it's just kind of grown and it's keep growing. And, like, it the struggle to get to 1000 subscriber was real it took so long and it was sometimes some days i would really get down on it and i'd be like oh it's, it's never gonna happen and then we hit a thousand i think just before christmas and we're already like well through the 2000 that second thousand has come real quick and um yeah like a big part of that is people like yourself who give up their time to join me on a, a weekly or bi-weekly kind of thing and talk different subjects and uh, you are definitely a big part of that, my friend. I'd le- I'd, I'll have to count up how many episodes of Keeping It Real we've done so we can keep track because uh, I'm not sure. We must have done must have done about 50 by now, I reckon. But uh, how are you, my friend, anyway? I'm doing good, man. I, that's why I think I remember when you started the channel. Yeah, yeah. I, I remember when you, when you first started, so it was made real cool to see, like, the, the progression and, you know, you venturing it off and the other stuff. I always think that's always been a cool thing to see so congratulations on all your success good sir well deserved uh one of the coolest dudes i know i, n- I never in my wildest dreams uh thought i would be friends with somebody from carter like you, 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 you could you couldn't have told 12 year old me that but this yeah. is crazy so yeah you're a good man si. uh all the success deserved well deserved and uh yeah uh can't can't wait to do many more Indeed, my friend. Yeah, it's wild. Like one of them. Obviously, when I first started the channel, channel, it was just I was just interviewing different people from different, just different things like football players or journalists, and just there wasn't really like any uh, series or stuff like that. It was just me interviewing people, and I think you were one of the the one of the early people I interviewed, just talking about like how you got into writing about wrestling and wrestling, and how you think you were at Fightful at the time, and just kind of progress from there and then obviously we got chit chatting and away we go and then we ended up with this keeping it real and uh, i like it i like it mate because it's different to no other podcasts about wrestling you know there's so many look there's so many podcasts in the world about all different sorts of subjects the wrestling podcast world is full of good podcasts as well there's some bad ones, but there's some very, very good podcasts. And I like to think we do things a little bit different because we try and vary up. We just fly through as much as we can in the in the in a you know forty minutes to an hour, and just keep it short and sweet and and go. We did a couple of long ones in the early days, mate, when we used to go match by match. But um, I think since we changed the layout of it, it's a bit more digestible, and that like they were we did a couple which were like two hours. And I enjoyed them. They're always good fun, but like that's a lot of time for us and for the for the listener and the viewer to to get through, isn't it? Yeah, it's quite quite a long time. I I, I kind of like the shorter formats. I, I I think it's just easy for people to digest. Yeah, man, hundred percent. Um, 
think we'll start with Takeover, mate, from Sunday. First and foremost, what did you think of the show overall? It's the best takeover of the pandemic era. Yeah, definitely. I think that's. Uh, I think we definitely agree on that. Um, and I think you, you can't criticize NXT too much for that. I think it's very difficult uh, for them in the pandemic area when it comes to takeovers because the crowd is such a big part of NXT. Um, so, like with the pandemic and stuff, like AEW was still quite new, so had that freshness and where people wanted to see where it was going to go, who was going to turn up and stuff. Whereas NXT was very established and it was also established like the full sale crowd and stuff was a big part of it, especially on like those takeover nights at the various different arenas and stuff. They were so special with the crowd. They didn't feel the same in the pandemic era. And I thought this was the first one. This was the first takeover in the pandemic era, which I genuinely enjoyed every second of like the, even the pre-show i don't watch the pre-shows and um for nxt i don't really watch the, the main roster ones either because they just too much talking um but the, even the pre-show you had e, uh, eli drake turned up which i think is a real good sign in for nxt i was a bit surprised that they only kind of brought him out in the pre-show like a part of me thought they bring him out in the pre-show to get people talking and then he would do something later on in the night like I was almost expecting him to attack Finn Balor or something at the end of the show but um, you know we got to start with Undisputed Era um, they're in tatters mate yeah man Undisputed Era it looks like the split is underway uh, I'm, I'm glad Bobby Fish is a part of it because he just ruins everything so <coughs> I'm so yeah, I'm, I'm glad it's just Roddy, uh, Adam, and and Kyle O'Reilly. Um, my my only worry about this is, and I think other people have the same thing as they the undisputed era gets called up to uh, Raw SmackDown. I don't think it's gonna fare too well with them as individuals. Yeah. I don't think it's gonna work. I, I I I think I think Adam Cole has the highest chance of making yeah, of some of some success. Like, but if they come in as if they come in as a a four man or three man. Yeah. Then you know it's uh it, it'll work out better. Like I, I I don't even I think the black I think Damian Priest is the best example, latest example that we've seen as far as a call up goes in the last four or five years. Like this dude is like literally paired on screen with the biggest Latin artist in the world, and probably is gonna be on WrestleMania, like on his like his first year as a part of the quote unquote main roster. Like so I I, I have somewhat hope that. You know that may, that maybe they'll get something right with the undisputed. They didn't do it right with Keith Lee. They kind of missed the mark with that, and but they got priests on the money. But yeah, uh, undisputed there. Yeah, they broken up, man. But I but you, I'm not gonna fight you over seeing an Adam Cole Kyle O'Reilly match. No, no, no. I think um, my thought was that I thought they might not split him up before this because I thought Adam Cole looks like he was getting primed for to go to Raw or SmackDown just by the way he's been booked lately. Um, he hasn't done a great deal, a bit of tag team wrestling and stuff. So I assumed that they were going to kind of do this match, uh, do this takeover, and then Undisputed Era were going to turn up on Raw or SmackDown. And it does make me a little bit sad that we won't see, at least in the short term, like on the Raw after Mania, like Undisputed Era turn up on Raw. 
or SmackDown. Like that's a bit sad because I think them as a group on Raw or SmackDown would be awesome. And like Adam Cole feels feels like he's almost can't miss on Raw or SmackDown because he's so good on the mic, he's good in the ring, he's got the look. But how we've said that before about many a talent and they've always kind of or not always but regularly dropped the ball. Um and they did it they the NXT is very clever. Like they did the tease of Finn Balor joining Undisputed Era right up until Adam Cole uh, finally super kicked him, and they've been teasing it since Finn Balor. The first night Finn, Finn Balor went to NXT, of course, they teased it and they teased the two sweet and they teased this, and then you know they've teased it a bit more recently, and then they all lined up together, and you're thinking, "Yep, here we go," and then Adam Cole. Super kicked Finn Balor, and everyone was like, oh, no. And then I didn't expect him to super kick Kyle O'Reilly. So when he I, he super kicked um, Finn Balor, I assumed they were going to do a couple of weeks of him and Kyle kind of, uh, you know, just having disjointed views on what should, you know, what should happen. But no, they went straight in, and he super kicked uh, Kyle O'Reilly. You know, they're going to have an awesome feud. Do you think they have a short-term feud? Uh, and then they kind of, once they've done the Kyle and Adam Cole feud, maybe Adam Cole goes up to Raw or SmackDown after Mania? I, I, I could see uh, something along the lines of maybe Adam Cole taking the NXT title off in Balor and then they're doing the Kyle O'Reilly versus Adam Cole match at WrestleMania night one. Yeah, and, well, and, uh, and Kyle O'Reilly wins the title from Adam Cole in like a big... Yeah. Sort of baby face culmination, hard work, emotional moment type and, thing. And, and then I know people don't like the, um, you know, the idea. Uh, I mean, see, the only thing I had with I know people don't really like the idea of like hot shotting the title around, but I think in this case it would make sense. Yeah. Like, like maybe Adam Cole could beat Finn on night one and then, you know, him going against Kyle on night two, or maybe they do it like a couple of weeks before that. Like they do the switch at the, yeah. uh, the prior takeover, if there is another takeover on the way. But, um, yeah, man. Is, I, I think they, they're in a good spot right now. Um, and NXT, they, they, they might need to start trying to figure out who they're going to send to Raw SmackDown because they have yeah. the largest uh, female class as far as performance center attendees coming up. That's about to get announced. Uh, the largest in history. They got Taya Valkyrie coming in. They got Eli Drake in there. They got Blake Christian in there. They got a lot of fucking people. On that on that roster, man. So they definitely need to, you know, figure out who's next to get called up. Do you think though that um, Taya Valkyrie, you know, she's going to go up straight up with John Morrison? No, she's um, going to NXT. Is she really? Now that yeah. surprises me, but also worries me a little bit because I think they're gonna, you know, they're gonna take some people from NXT to the Raw and SmackDown between now and you know that week after Mania. Who do you think is? primed from nxt to be t- to be uh moved to raw and smackdown and which you, one would you send them to you could send dakota and raquel right now you could have them just win the tag titles and then yeah. just and just yeah, stay they, there yeah it just stay there like i i think they're they're ready like i think dakota been ready i remember i think raquel like i think she could have got an nxt women's title match but i mean like what's the point like you know i like, I, I can't see anybody taking the title off eo right now uh, so, like, I, I mean, I, th- I think Raquel and Dakota, um, if I'm thinking about somebody else right now, I'm trying to I'm trying to think of who else on the roster I could see. Like, do, I, like I, I think Karrion Cross. like, I, I give him till the summer. 
Like it's time, bro. It's time. I think Vince McMahon, if they if they um if they don't go with what we were just talking about with Kyle and Adam Cole for the NXT title, I could see Finn Balor versus Karrion Cross at WrestleMania night one as like a mid card NXT title match. I just think Vince McMahon gets one look at Karrion Cross, his intro. Uh, is in you know his entrance is, is with Scarlett and everything, and he'll be on Raw or SmackDown very quickly after that. Um, and he should, you know, he, let's be honest, he probably should be. Um, I think Adam Cole probably will be on Raw or SmackDown before next summer. Let's I am de- I am devastated that you know they won't be going as a group. I am really that's really bummed me out. However, I did see, and I want to put this question to you because I uh, I believe that it's shit, but I did see some a couple of people on social media speculating that they might do like a kind of undisputed era, uh, like fake out sort of thing, and they haven't really broken up, and they're all going to turn on Finn Balor, and that's how they'll go to Adam Cole versus Finn Balor for the title. Um, but like for me, if that was going to happen, you wouldn't have had Adam Cole super kick Kyle O'Reilly. You would have just had Kyle O'Reilly kind of play innocent, if you get me, and say like he didn't know, and you wouldn't have had him attack him. I think, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I, I could definitely see that. Like, it, they, just because you know they got into a little fisticuffs and he super kicked them, they don't mean necessarily the group's breaking up. They could, they could always go the whole route of brothers fight stuff like that. You know, they maybe just need to get it out of their system and do the match and get it over with, and then they'll be back together. Like, I, I, I think that's just probably what it's gonna build to. I, I feel like Undisputed Era get more done as a group opposed to a singles. Yeah, like, yeah, they so, do. Yeah, but so even like um, even as a, as the like the whoever the, their tag team is at the time, they feel more important as part of Undisputed Era than they do as just if you just add Bobby Fish and Roderick Strong as a tag or Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish as just a tag team who weren't part of Undisputed Era, they feel so much bigger as part of that group. Do you know what I mean? So. Ultimately, I would like to think they'll find a way to keep that group together or get the group back together after this storyline, but I'm not confident because that felt like they're splitting them up because Adam Cole's going to the you know to Raw SmackDown and the others are not, at least at the time being. But then I suppose you could do a... If Adam Cole goes up on his own, you know, there's no reason why in a year's time, if he was feuding with whoever, like, I don't know, I'm trying to think of the the Hurt business and he was getting outnumbered. You could have the other three turn up. You know, there's there's options, I suppose. Um, What did you think of Kenta's uh, debut? Before that, actually, sorry. Were you as disappointed as me to see uh, MSK defeat the Grizzled Young Veterans? I was very happy. Yeah, look, I I love MSK. I was happy for them. I just, the Grizzled Young Vets were my pick and um, they failed. At the, yeah, they, at the they, last they, minute, MSK got more more momentum, bro. Like, yeah, they they, 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 they the hot fresh team. Like, that's how you're supposed to do it. You're not yeah, supposed to like yeah. wait wait until a year or two years in to decide. Oh yeah, let me push this team. Like, bro, they literally came in what last month and they about to get mm-hmm. a shot at the tag titles and they should win. Like, yes, you might, you, like, like you you already get them the dusty cup. You might as well go all the way with them. Like, they the fresh tag team. They got more, bro. This is how you build people, literally. Yeah. Just make them win. Just make them win. It's literally that simple. Like literally, bro. They have been in NXT for a month, and look how much momentum they have. 
they can easily win the tag titles. It's like literally that simple. Just put the titles on. You you, you want to like fully cap this thing off? Put the titles on. Put the titles on, them, bro. It's literally that simple. Yeah, hundred percent, mate. Um, I'd li- I'd like to see if them go back to this feud, um, with grizzled young veterans over the titles once they've won it because with you could have grizzled young veterans attack them you know when they come out with the titles for the first time and then be a bit jealous and that i just think it's great but um friend of the channel uh alex mccarthy works for talk sport in the uk obviously does a lot of wrestling stuff with podcasts and stuff um exclusively reported yesterday that uh wwe have signed millie mckenzie to a nxt uk brand um, NXT UK signed a couple of people recently, but she's a good pickup for them. Yeah, isn't is Millie McKenzie? She like twenty. Yeah, she's twenty, which is to me, you know, that is so young, mate. Like they they they, they gonna get a lot of a lot of years out of Millie, a lot of years. Yeah, is it? Correct me if I'm wrong, and I might be wrong. Is she in a relationship with uh, Pete Dunne, or am I wrong about that? No. No, okay. I was I wasn't sure. That's why I wanted to just double check. Um, but yeah, you know, she's twenty. Like for me, if I'm WWE, part, they were just partners on the independent scene. Ah, uh, right. Okay, that might be where I got it mixed up. And they, they, um, they were doing the whole thing of like she, she was like the annoying little sister, and Pete Dunne was just like okay. tolerating her. Yeah, yeah, got you. What did you think of Pete Dunne's performance against Finn Balor? Good match. Uh, I, I, I think, I think it was a good match. It, it was just. Like it was just different from the rest of the style that we saw on the show. Like everything else is kind of like fast paced, high action, and then that was just strictly in ring. I don't even think they left the ring, to be no. honest with you. Like it was just, it was, it was a good hard hitting match, and I, I kind of like that style. Like mm. I like that they doing something different opposed to yeah, everything man. else. Don't want them to show. Like, be the same. Finn Balor is in his bag right now. Yeah, he's um, he's been sen- sensational in his. Uh, I th- I saw someone the other day saying they were being very underwhelmed by his NXT run. Like I think his NXT run has been phenomenal. Um, and I think it's been even how, better, even how, better since his ch- since he's had the belt. Finn Balor, I think he's like thirty four, thirty five. I'll double check that now. Um, my only worry for Pete Dunne is where you go with him next, because obviously he's not won the title. Oh, he's the same age as me, mate. Born in nineteen eighty one, so that is thirty nine. There you go. So, just to point out that, yes, I do have a body exactly the same as Finn Balor's, um, as my 39, you know, it's, that's just that's just normal for British and Irish uh, 39-year-old men. Um, Boo. <laughs> what would you do with LA Knight or Eli Drake uh, with, with regards to NXT? Obviously, his mic work is next level. Like, if you were going just on promo work, like, he should be on their whatever they perceive to be their top brand, whether it's Raw, SmackDown, or NXT, he should be up there, shouldn't he? That, I think he can come out of the gate and just antagonize Johnny Gargano, yeah, like right off the gate. Like, cause I mean, I, I'm not really like big on him in the ring. That's that's, no, not, no, not, that's, that's, that's not saying he's like bad. Like, I don't think he's bad in the ring at all. I think he's really but good. That's like, not where he. That's not where he makes it, his money, is it? His mic skills is what talks people into the building. This is what. Yeah. This, that is what he does. We've seen it on NWA Power. Like the dude is like really great on the microphone. I can only imagine what he can do in an arena full of people. I hope he gets that chance. But yeah, man, uh, he should definitely confront Gargano and just antagonize him for a little bit. Not necessarily jump into the title feud immediately, but just like start that little thing and then have him like it uh, offset by like a, a Leon Ruff or a Kushida or so, so, somebody yeah. along that mid car line to you know kind of just get him started. Yeah, I think um, 
building him towards that Gargano match um, is a good sort of start. And I think having him come in and antagonise everyone is kind of like a good thing. Like Especially because you haven't got the crowds there at the moment. Is I wouldn't necessarily, from his promo work initially before he wrestles, I wouldn't make him really heelish or really face. Like I would have him antagonise heels and faces so you don't really know which direction he's going to go. And he's got the ability to rub people up the wrong way. I thought it was quite interesting that they teased a bit of a friction between him and Wade Barrett because famously Vince McMahon doesn't like to tease feuds or things like that, which he's never going to pay off or you can't pay off. Um, and, I mean, technically on paper, you can't pay that off because... Uh, you thought that was a tease? Yeah, I did. I did think that was a little bit... I just thought, oh, I just I just thought he was disrespecting him, like he disrespected the other dude. Yeah, I, 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 I think he would have disrespected Sam Roberts, but Sam Roberts did the smart thing, which was leave, which was out of Yeah, okay, but but it was more the some of the looks, the way Barrett was looking at, the way he was looking at him. He's like, a worker, brother. That's what he. Oh does. yeah, no, I know. Um, look, I don't think Wade Barrett's coming back, sadly, because um, I, hope I think Wade, Wade Wade Barrett could have been one of the the best British wrestlers in terms of win being one of the biggest ever. It just, he, he, be, just he, he could have been with Drew McIntyre now. Yeah, man. He was just so unlucky with injuries um, and booking early on. When he, you know, when he first came in, he was hot. When he was like the leader of uh, Nexus. And even when they did that terrible storyline with CM Punk taking over Nexus, like Wade Barrett was quite hot as a babyface against CM Punk. And they kind of just never did it. But, you know, obviously they got the famous thing where Nexus should have beaten John Cena. And, well, you know, that's all history. But if we could get one little feud out of him, I would like, you know, I'd be down for that. Little feud with with Finn Balor. My favorite version of Wade Barrett was when he had that theme song. It was like. Bad news. It was like, God save our queen. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's awesome. What is that? The 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 opening. What is that? Um, so, the, God save the Queen is the English. God save the Queen. God save the Queen is national anthem. Uh, the English national anthem. But um, ah. there's also a, a famous song by the Sex Pistols called "God Save the Queen," which is awesome song. Um, but I think they tried to make like a bit of a mashup. So the start of it is in like the tone. Or the, the like the the jingle of the national anthem, like mm. the rhyme of it, and then they you know tried to twist it into a, like a bit of a Sex Pistols rock rip off. But um, you know it was a good tune. I liked his bad news gimmick, mate. I thought that was very good. He was good on the mic. Um, I'll be in, I'll be watching in, uh, Eli Drake with interest to see what he does because I feel like when Vince sees some of those, pro- you know, if he cuts a few good promos. He's another one where you could see Vince seeing it and going, right, I want him on the main roster because the one he thing found, they do... Found his the, new is. the one thing they do lack... <laughs> if, you look, if you look around WWE, though, mate, outside of maybe Roman Reigns, like, who's cutting those real good promos for the WWE? Like, there isn't anyone who really stands out. Um, you know, uh, I suppose... There's a couple of females who can do some good good promos, like Becky as well. She was awesome promo. Um, what did you think of the women's match on Takeover? Io Shirai, Tony Storm, Mercedes Martinez, with uh, Io Shirai ultimately picking up the victory again to retain her title. 
was short. It was. Would you be but surprised that, but, by that? No, but Triple H said they had a 20-minute window. They just ended it when they wanted to. Mm. But that, I, I, I think that table spot kind of took them out of it a little bit. Like, I think that was yeah. something they was kind of banking on, and then, it, you know, it went to shit because the, cause the table uh table went splat. But I, I like Wade's very explanation. He was like, he kind of felt felt it wobbling when MSK flew in his way earlier. So that was a nice little little um excuse right there. Just unfortunate. But yeah, man. He, on, on the fly, though, mate, didn't it? Dan? Like you just said, he's a worker. And, and uh, you got to be quick to think of something like that when you're on the spot. Yeah. But uh, yeah, EO man, like I, I genuinely can't see anybody taking the title off her right now. Like, but something I do do want to see that I think could get them from now until uh, the next uh, takeover or WrestleMania title defense for EO. They need they need to bring Bailey to NXT. Bring Bailey to NXT. Yeah. Give me give me the EO Bailey match. Make it happen. Yeah, make it happen. If they like, it looked like they were going to be doing uh, Charlotte versus. Lacey Evans, which we're going to talk about in a minute, but like, and I was, I would have said if it wasn't for what happened on Raw this past Monday, I was would have said to you, I would love to see Io Shirai be Oscar's challenger. If they, you know, take it, you don't even have to take the title off Io Shirai before you do it. You could have her go in as the NXT champion and say she wants to challenge Oscar for the uh, Raw Women's Championship, but. It doesn't look like that's going to be possible because I would imagine if Lacey Evans is out of WrestleMania, they're going to go back to Charlotte versus Oscar, which I'm, you know, we're all excited to see um, Charlotte beat Oscar again. What did you make of uh, the Lacey Evans stuff on Monday? It happened. Well, t- tell us, tell us about it for anyone who hasn't seen Raw as well. Oh, it, uh, well, it, it it happened as far as your question, uh, Lacey. Uh... She announced that she was pregnant, and, and it, it, that's that's not a, that's not a shoot. Apparently, is it? She is pregnant. Is that, is that right? There, there have been reports, and I think some are accurate. But I like when it comes to stuff like that, I wait on the actual person to confirm it. She's tweeted about it, but she hasn't like you know put out anything something that official. you can like something like super official. Like it, it, it's some stuff with reports that like something some things along those lines that I'll believe and i'll write up but like when it comes to stuff like pregnancies or yeah you know if somebody has a s- s- something along those lines i don't write about it like i just you know leave it as the storyline purpose until yeah, she comes out and act- actually confirms it but like, like i guess we can just speak about it as if it was true or like in, in the storyline sense so i mean but if she if she is i mean i i definitely think they was gonna have her um be oscar for the title at uh at Elimination Chamber, and then it was going to be Charlotte versus Lacey at a fast lane, and then Charlotte was going to go into Mania as champion. I definitely think that was going to be the way that was going to go. Yeah. But I don't know where they're going to go now. And Oscar's supposed to be defending their title on Sunday, and they haven't uh, canceled the match, so maybe it's a work, or maybe it's not. Yeah, like, and I suppose that that does add like a little bit of um, like mystery to it, doesn't it? Is that yeah, she announced on Raw that she was pregnant, but the reports I believe came out before Raw. That she was pregnant, and some people were saying that it's you know reporting that she was really pregnant. So, if she is really pregnant, like obviously it's not Ric Flair's. So, uh-huh. do do you have a problem with them using a real life pregnancy in the storyline to write her you know write her out of wrestling? They've done worse shit. So yeah, it's not the worst. <laughs> it's not the worst thing they've done, is it? Do you know what I mean? 
<laughs> at the end of the day, like if she's okay with it and her husband's okay with it, then yeah, right. yeah. I, 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 who, gives, who gives a shit? Like I, if, the, I, if they're okay they with be, it. Obviously, they wouldn't be doing this if she didn't okay it. Yeah. Like, but the little bit like like earlier, they they've done worse shit, far worse shit. Yeah, they'll probably do worse shit this week, and we're not even going to talk about that absolute bell end of a referee which they've got. I can't even start on that shit, mate, because I will lose my mind how that man still has a job. But we'll uh, we'll talk about that one uh, off the air because I don't want to give him any airtime. Uh, um, interesting little segment with my favourite Alexa Bliss this week, mate, on Raw. Do you think uh, we might be seeing a certain Mr. Bray Wyatt returning soon? Yeah. They, they, they need to bring him back with Bo Dallas. Yeah. Yeah, I, I said the other day. So, you know... Um, so, you know, they brought Braun Strowman back, didn't they, for the Rumble. He turned up on SmackDown, I think it was. Uh, then he was obviously in the Rumble. And then he disappeared again. He had a they blood infection, bro. Was it? He had a oh, blood right, infection. Okay. Oh, shit. Yeah, he, no, I, I take no, it he's good now because he's he, um, obviously he, he was back on Monday, wasn't he? Yeah, he said he was okay. He like took a bunch of IVs and stuff like that, and he, he said he lost uh, fifteen pounds in like five days, and it's like, Jesus. like yeah, it was bad. And he said, yeah, he had, like he said, like an infection got into his bloodstream, so that's why he was off. Like he was off TV, and yeah, he said he like a whole bunch of like um, water weight went to his joints. Well, and it was, I was yeah, gonna so say, mate. What would have been an incredible? Because obviously, at some point, the fiend is going to come back, and he's going to be more aggressive and more angrier than ever, and attack Randy Orton. And I, I was saying to my friend yesterday, what would have been awesome is if uh, Randy Orton is kind of the lights go out, or whatever. And when he, when he, when the lights go back on, you've got Alexa Bliss stood in front of him. And then circled around him would be The Fiend, Bo Dallas, Braun Strowman, and Eric Rowan, all with new kind of masks and looking creepy and scary as hell. And you'd have like these monsters surrounded him and it would give The Fiend a bit of a new, fresh feel. But I don't want to see Braun Strowman go back to being in a stable. Um, so... I think what we're more likely to see is when Randy Orton's pod is supposed to open, it won't open. Then a few minutes later or whatever, the the Fiend's lights will come on. The lights will go off. Um, and when they come back on, the Fiend will be stood behind him in his pod. Um, I, feel, I, feel, and, I, feel like, I feel like the reason that he's, uh, that he's away so long is because Tom Savini making him a new mask. Yes, yes, I believe so, mate. And I think... Um, who was it who reported it? Someone. I, I apologise to whoever it is anyway. Uh, someone reported. Who was who? someone who I res- like, respect that they wouldn't write horseshit. Um, they is said... It, it's me, Austin. <laughs> yeah. It's me, Austin. It was me all along. Um, basically said that when he comes back, the Fiend is supposed to be like um, angrier and more aggressive. And, like, really, the, the new mask is going to be incredibly creepy. And, like, when you think about the reaction to when... If you remember when he first came out with, like, the lantern and the mask? Like, people were genuinely kind of a bit creeped out by that. So I'm really excited to see what they bring, if they're going to make it more creepy. Do you think they should change the lantern somehow? 
maybe uh, to Funhouse Bray because the other part of this thing was that um, so the fiends would be more angry and aggressive and a new look, but also Funhouse Bray uh, would be different. He'd all be dressed in all white, uh, and he'd basically be like pure and the the fire which randy orton lit would have purified him and he'd be like this very like a super super baby face the 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 normal version of bray instead of funhouse bray and i was like you could do some interesting stuff with that but be interesting mate what you sorry i interrupted you then yeah you did yeah you did i get excited mate when i'm talking about the big man but yeah uh, you know, you no, know. I, I, I think they're gonna do a half mass like half mask, half face. I think they're gonna do something different. Okay. Like, to, 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 to Tom Savini is like one of the greatest, like genius. Yeah, he he is crazy. I I I, I just want to know how people like find out they can do shit like that. Like like at like, what what point in your life did you just realize that you can do so, something yeah. like that? Like you know what I'm saying? That shit is, I shit is so it's weird. To do with sculptures cool. and stuff. And right. Like when, yeah, it's just incredible, mate. Do you but know? Yeah, when... I, I, I think they're gonna do something along those lines. It, it, it'll be cool. like I, I think it's good for them to. Like keep refreshing, like that. You don't want to keep saying the same shit. Like give them new gear, give them like a new costume design, give them a new mask, give them like like don't bring the same mask. Like make it a different color or like cut half the face yeah, off yeah. and like or make it like discolored a little bit. Like make it seem like he like rotting or some shit like that. Like you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. Like, like add, add like burn marks onto like his like the costume and shit like that. Like at, at first I thought that tattoo he had on his chest was a pain. Now that's a real tattoo. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. Like that little devil tattoo, that shit is crazy. But yeah. I think we'll see uh, that sort of a darker side of Alexa maybe is a mask as well when The Fiend re- like comes back. I think whenever The Fiend comes out, I believe that Alexa will be there too in her whatever she's going to wear. Whether it's a... She seems to... Like when she's been doing that transformation gimmick she's been almost dressing like uh, like the abby the witch pub with like a black dress and the contact lens so i don't know if that's just going to be like her dark persona which would be with the fiend or whether they're building up to giving her like a like a proper fiend mask and all that sort of stuff but it could be really cool they could do some cool stuff just very quickly when they do do the randy orton match i assume it's going to be at wrestlemania um i've got two questions for you number one um, part of Bray, Bray Wyatt's stick on the funhouse and stuff is like about life. About to say like, Bray Rowan. Yeah, it's <laughs> like um, part part of his stick is that life is a circle and everything comes back around. And you know you've seen that in the people he's feuded with. Would it not make if you look at it just from a logic point of view and the way they've written this long term storyline? And Bray Wyatt's very good at that. Would it not make sense for Randy Orton to win the title in the Elimination Chamber? And then Bray Wyatt to win it off him at WrestleMania. I don't want that to happen, but when you look at it in terms of trying to make everything marry up and add up, it does have a certain logic and and symmetry to it, does it not? Because obviously that's what happened to Bray Wyatt. He won the title in the Elimination Chamber, and then he lost it when Randy Orton turned on him. Boo! I don't Boo. think they. I don't, don't get me wrong. I don't think they should do that. I don't want the fiends to be in a title match again. But I can see them doing it because of that reason. If that makes sense. Um, and the second question I had for you was: when they do the match, should the fiends squash Randy Orton in like two minutes? Really dominant, aggressive, brutal, 
nasty looking, you know, the neck snaps and this and that and the other? Or should they give him like eight minutes of the fiend, like smashing him really aggressive, really like nasty looking spots, giving him his comeuppance with, you know, Randy Orton getting the odd sort of hope spot, if you like, but it's not hope spot. Like he'll try and do heelish tactics, whether it's like a low blows and just to kind of break it up a bit. What way would you go with it? Would you do a real quick squash or would you give him, you know, give him like eight minutes or so and have the fiend look dominant that way? Uh, if, you, if you're bringing him back right for this, you got to squash him. Got to squash him. I mean, it, it just, I mean, you got to go out of the way because, I mean, if you're going to do it at WrestleMania, then, I mean, it's going to be interesting to see how people react to the fiend character the whole two years or yes. so since they've seen him. So it's going to be interesting. Media- Sorry, mate. I interrupted you again. If you go on social media, like on YouTube and, and places, like The Fiend is like so, it's Bray Wyatt is, is so popular. And like if you just look at social media, I think why the hell? Like if you just read social media, you'd think, well, surely this guy is like a, a multi-time champion with loads of different, you know, epic stories and stuff. Like they've treated him so badly from a booking point of view. Yet he still managed to keep his head afloat and still managed to keep relevant and changing his gimmick and coming up with these ideas. Like, what would he do if he went somewhere like AEW or New Japan? Like, how creative he could be and with proper, like, with decent booking. Mm. This is where he is, mate. Um, AJ Styles, where do you think he's going for WrestleMania, my friend? Uh, AJ. I, I can't I can't really call it right now, bro. Like I, I it's just, difficult, like, isn't it? I I don't know what they do with him for Mania. Like I'm pretty sure you find him, you know, something. Gotta yeah, he's got he's got to. Uh, two nights, two nights. You've he's arguably your best wrestler. He's still very over. Like you have to find something for him, don't you? You have to find him at that big match. Could he potentially, if they was to go with? Uh, Roman versus Edge. Could you perhaps do AJ versus Drew? Uh, would, would that be acceptable to you? I'd rather see that than um, like Drew versus Sheamus. I got to be honest. Even though I've enjoyed Sheamus' work of late, yeah, I, I, I think you just need some somebody for Drew to face at fast lane because I, I don't mm. think he's losing the title at Elimination Chamber. So I think you just need somebody for him to. I mean, but he already had will have beaten AJ what twice. Yeah, it's difficult, isn't it? They they burn through these matches so quickly. Um, okay, just before we do wrap up, mate, I did want to get your view on um, AEW last week. Um, obviously, we had Kenta in the main event. What did you make of that, my friend? The door is open. The forbidden yeah. door is is has has been kicked open. Kenta has arrived. Uh, nah, man, but I'm, I'm excited to see the match with him and Mox on the 26th. For the IWGP US Heavyweight title, I got a prediction. I don't think okay. Kent is winning. I think Mox is going to retain. And then I oh. think Mox is going to get confronted by Kazushko Okada. And that is going to be the way to get Okada into AEW. It's through Mox. People think it's going to be through Kenny. I think it's going to be through Mox. So I saw something earlier. I'm trying to find it now and I can't find it. It must have been on Twitter. What about Okada coming that, to the States? Yeah, coming to. He's going to be in. Uh, going to do some work with Impact and. Also with uh, AEW, um, 
be interesting which way, which direction they go with um, Okada. Like, like you say, everyone's expecting, like be Kenny. maybe uh, to be Kenny, but like I think, I think it'll be Mox, bro. I think gonna do it. But what, what, what better way to do it than your own program and expand strong? Yeah, yeah, and that's the way to do it, isn't it? That's how you do it, because um, especially if one of their concerns is of how they, the other companies are gonna book him, right. like. Have him be if you're in control of how he makes that initial transition into the other company. That's how you do it. Like why 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 wouldn't you put your company first? Like if if I was running New Japan and I was like, oh, Okada's coming to the states was the first place I wanted to be on uh, my fucking show. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> my show. Yeah. Like why why like uh, of course of course you want a more AEW like that's that's all good publicity, but that's mainly gonna be publicity for AEW. You even want that for your own program. Like I want the initial headlines. On Friday night, to be Kazusuke Okada appears on NJPW Strong, confronts yeah. John Moxley, and then you can have Moxley going dynamite, call out Okada for what happened, and then that that's gonna bring more books to people who, who did who maybe didn't see it. Are gonna be like, oh, let me go watch NJPW Strong to see what's gonna happen next, bro. New Japan got to mm-hmm. think about that shit. Like, don't 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 like I'm I'm not saying I, I hate I hate using this word, but don't 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 let. Don't don't get like bullied into a corner to where you think that you got to His first appearance has to be for another company. Like yeah. it should be your, it should be your company first. Like this is your yeah. like Okada not know just no fucking rinky dink like mid card like oh let's just send him here. But this is like literally the biggest star that you have. Like yes, like it's literally yes, mate. I can't. I so that you said that perfectly. It's um it's one of those one of those things, isn't it? It's. Look, there's some some matches with Okada I wanna see. I really do. But the New Japan have gotta make sure and They're taken yeah, care of. Yeah, God yeah. Because you can see like look the way Impact treated Okada, I know it was a long time ago, was it wasn't even good I, I i know you probably about to say it but like they, they didn't know what the fuck he was going to become like obviously but still it was he was still better than what they gave him is the yeah. fire thing um <clears throat> just a couple of questions i know you um do a podcast which we'll plug in just a second on impact about impact oh, r- r- what do quick, you think of um, brian uh, mike i was a real quick on the njpw front just for just, just a little speculation out there for people who are listening Suzuki Goon is not booked on this whole Road to Newcastle, Road to Castle Attack show. So Minoru Suzuki, uh, El Desperado, Koshi, Yoshinobu Kanemaru, none of those guys are on the current is New Japan right? show. And, and, oh. and, 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 and guess who's a member of Suzuki Goon? Lance Archer. He was with them for four or five years. So, hey, oh, could, could, could Suzuki Don't be coming? Don't tease me, brother. Could, could Suzuki be coming to uh, to get back with his his brethren? You never know, man. Like they, not seriously, they they aren't booked for this road to Castle Attack tour That's like, a, at all. That, that fills me with happiness, mate. Because the the thought of one like uh, you could have like Eddie Kingston and his crew beaten down on um, Lance Archer, and then Suzuki Suzuki Gun make the make the save, and then you Suzuki have, got unfinished business with Marks. Yeah, they got unfinished business with Moxley. You could do Dark Order versus Suzuki Gun. You could do Suzuki Gun turn on Lance Archer because he left. Mm. Yeah, there's so many options. Yeah. Unbelievable stuff, mate. Um, so yeah, you do a podcast. Uh, is, is it a post show on Impact yeah. Wrestling? Yeah. Um, first of all, tell the people where they can find that and where it is and what it is. It's on the uh, post wrestling site. Uh, it's called Deep Impact. I do it with Davey Portman, who is also a uh, fellow member of the Post Wrestling. Post Wrestling Network, 
So yeah, man, uh, go go check that out. I really enjoy it. It's always a good time doing that. Uh, always some good laughs. Uh, even though Impact, damn, they put me to sleep last night, but you know, it happens. <laughs> um, what do you make of how they're using Brian Myers and Matt Cordona? Uh, you know, but I really wasn't a fan of it. Like it just, it was kind of like corny because they're like best friends. And like we yeah, see them do like a podcast like the right the day after impact yeah. they're all buddy buddy and shit. But I like I, I like last night how they addressed it. Cardona was like, dude, everybody in this world knows their best friends. Like, why the hell are you acting so weird? I was like, Good. Bravo, Bravo, yeah. Impact. Finally, there you go. You know, if you had your camera on, people would be able to see you clapping. Just saying. <laughs> okay. Um and lastly, I wanted to ask you two questions. Um, were you surprised? I was surprised to see Moose back in Impact Wrestling. I really thought he might be done. Is that just because I'm uninformed? Well, I, I didn't know he was leaving. No, no, Moose is like in a, you know, he's in a in multi-year a, deal, is he? No, he's in a, he's just in a good spot. Mm. Like he's in a really good spot. So, uh, yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see what they do. I think they, I think they're gonna uh, take the title off Rich Swan. Rich yeah. Rich Swan yeah, yeah. wasn't on the show last night. And he, he just had a world title victory. So maybe we'll see Rich Swan on Dynamite. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. Also, what do you think? Last question. What did you what, what do you think of uh, Matt Hardy's heel character, Big Money Matt? Um, seems like he's manipulating the... Um, I've forgotten the bloody names. Private Party. Tag, yeah, Private Party. And also he made a play for Adam Page. I feel like they're going to use... He's going to screw over Adam Page. The Dark Order is going to make the save, and that'll how that is how Adam Page will end up going with the Dark Order. But um, I really like Matt Hardy's heel stuff at the moment. Um, were you surprised they didn't put the titles on Private Party in Impact? Nah, I mean I don't, I don't think they should have. To be honest with you, because I mean like it was just I feel like it would have kind of dragged a little bit. And then it would just only been eventually for them to just lose it quickly. I think. Like I, mm. I think they, they need to just keep running with the Good Brothers, and I feel like there's bigger plans in store for the Good Brothers. I think they're gonna end up oh, facing yeah. the Young Bucks at some point. I think that match is happening somewhere down the line. So, and I, I, I think they, I think they're trying to hold that off until they actually get like fans back in arenas. Yeah, for sure. And I let, let me tell you something: the Good Brothers are doing some real good promos and work at the moment. Like they're everywhere. Their um, their stuff on AEW, it's been good. Their stuff on Impact, been good. Their stuff on. Being the elite has been good, even though being the elite has evolved into something different to what it was back in the day. Um, and I used to love it back in the day. I used to think it was so good and so creative. Like, I don't enjoy it as much as I used to, but it is still good. And, it's, and it, what it does do is it fills in a lot of gaps in, or not gaps, it back it gives a background to some of their stories, like the Matt Hardy stuff, the Dark Order stuff. And it does give some of those guys a platform to show different aspects of their characters. And of course, mate, I know we've got to finish, but uh, Sammy, Sammy Guevara left the inner circle. We almost forgot about that. Yeah, man. Some Sammy is out. And it's he the is little, out. little subtleties made with Sammy Guevara, which I really enjoy. Came out the heel tunnel, quit the yeah, inner went circle, to the, went, went to the baby back face down tunnel. the face tunnel. I loved that shit, mate. That was so good. Um, Right, Andrew, tell the people where they can find the uh, all the amazing podcasts that you do and which ones you do. And, uh, of course, your YouTube channel, which people should subscribe to. Um, I believe you had Shane Taylor on again this week. Uh, fantastic interview always when you... I think the one you did previously with him was fantastic. So I'm expecting this one to be a good one too. 
Yeah, they can go check it out. Everything at the Andrew Thompson Interviews YouTube channel. And they can follow me on Twitter at ADThompson underscore underscore. Do it, people. He's a good man doing great work. Um, check out Andrew's Post Impact podcast. Check out his uh, British Wrestling podcast. Check out his podcast with me called Keeping It Real. There's at least 50 episodes going back, talking all sorts of stories and wrestling. Um, and, of course, subscribe to his YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Andrew Thompson Interviews, which is scrolling along the bottom of the screen below. And if you go to the description of this episode, you'll also find a link to his podcast, which you can click, press the subscribe, click the bell, get notifications every time he uploads one of his incredible interviews. As I said at the start of the show, we do all sorts of podcasts. If you like football, we do a live show Monday and Friday. Uh, just this past Monday, we had former... Uh, Trinidad and Tobago international ex-Premier League striker Kenwin Jones. And boy, oh boy, did he have some stuff to say. Very uh, honest, humble, great guy. Great interview. Really uh, laid back from the Caribbean. He contacted us and he was just loving it. Loving life. Loving the hot sun in the Caribbean as he chilled. And we were cold in Cardiff in the rain. But, uh, yeah, he was a cool dude, and uh, he had some great stuff, some really interesting stuff to say. Do an MMA and uh, boxing podcast every Wednesday with Danny Batten. Uh, we've had several UFC stars in the last couple of weeks on. We had uh, women's strawweight uh, Corey McKenna on. We had Arnold Allen, who's number nine ranked featherweight in the world. And now uh, we've got a couple of Cage Warriors champions and all sorts of stuff. We've got podcasts and interviews galore. Get involved, subscribe, youtube.com slash acepodcastnation. But most of all, subscribe to Andrew's stuff. Andrew, as always, it's a pleasure, mate. I appreciate your time. I appreciate your effort. And most of all, I appreciate you, sir. Peace out, my good brother. Take it easy. Network.